Right now, Kevin B, I'm very excited to do this because it's a, a special day today. It's the mark of the NBA postseason. The regular season is wrapped up, so this is the fun part. Well, for a lot of fans anyway. Four teams will play today for the rem- right to remain in contention for the title. The seventh and eighth seeds in both conferences will go to head in the uh, play-in tournament and while the loser will have one more chance to keep their hopes alive later in the week there's a lot at stake especially for the Miami Heat who have high expectations for this team which costs a lot and there's a lot of players at a point in their career where there's not going to be too many more chances. Wes Goldberg covers the team for the ringer and he joins us on the line this morning ahead of a big game today against Atlanta. Hey Wes thanks for joining us man how are you going? It's good thanks for having me. Excellent. We really appreciate it. It's an exciting day today. The, the play-in, how's it evolved since it's been brought in by the NBA? And, and is, from a fan's perspective, is today playoff energy? Yeah, it's not quite playoff energy, right? Uh, but it, it, it's, it's kind of more like the first round of the March Madness tournament where you're really just ready to kind of get it all started. But the excitement is definitely starting to ramp up. You could definitely being at uh, shoot around this morning at the Heat's facility. Um, I wouldn't call it tension necessarily, but you could definitely feel the air is a little tighter. It's definitely a little bit of a obviously higher stakes game in the regular season. I mean, we're getting into it, guys. Like this is we're, we're right at the bridge of the playoffs and we're about to cross. So uh, it's everybody's really, really excited and in terms of how it's evolved. I think it's been great for the NBA um as the years move on you know more and more teams are getting their first taste of the playing tournament because again like it, it, it's sort of a one one shot in in you're in or or you know in the heat's case if you lose you still have another opportunity on friday to get into the tournament but um it's just it's a, it's a little bit different right it's a little bit different than a seven game series in the playoffs obviously much different than the regular season and so it's kind of got a different flavor to it and i think a lot of these teams as they experience it for the first time are are kind of getting a sense of of how it works and and how they need to prepare because you know it's different than a playoff series where you have an opportunity to scout and play you know a minimum of four games like you know one team can just get hot and win this game right like the the worst team can can win this pretty easily if they just get hot from three point range or something like that so the Hawks know this the Hawks were in the playing tournament last year they beat the Cavs and got into the playoffs and lost to the Heat in the first round last year so they've got experience in this. The Heat don't, but I think everybody's really excited to see what happens tonight. Hey, where's the, the city that was still reeling after Israel Adesanya smashed Alex Pereira, wouldn't it? And, and do you think that your side um, takes a bit, a little bit of that good good feel factor into into this game against Atlanta? I think so. Um, you know, they with their core rotation, they won three straight games, uh, and then they started resting guys the last couple games for the season. So... For all intents and purposes, the Heat enter the playoffs or this postseason, whatever we want to call it, because the play-in isn't quite the playoffs. It kind of like exists in this nebulous, like not real upside-down world. But whatever, they enter whatever this <laughs> is tonight uh, as uh, on for all intents and purposes on a three-game win streak. And their last real win, where they were playing their main dudes, was uh, last Thursday night in Philadelphia against Joel Embiid, who might go on to win MVP, and they got a win over him, right? So they've got a lot to feel good about. Uh, it's been a very frustrating year, like you said. It's been a frustrating year for the Miami Heat. Uh, but, you know, forever it's worth. They're playing their best basketball of the season right now. Is it good enough to make a deep playoff run? I guess we'll see. I have my doubts personally. But 
you know, all you could do is play what's in front of you and work with what you got. And so the Heat are playing their best basketball. They're as healthy as they've been all season long. And uh, I guess they're they're doing all those things at the right time. It's not a bad record what they put up at all. And, and obviously the East um, this year, it's deep. And both conferences, they get both go very deep. The Jimmy Butler situation, though, people just seem afraid of the guy when it gets to the postseason, even though this is kind of this weird upside-down world, as you say. The Hawks won't be looking forward to facing Jimmy today. Why is that? Talk to us. Explain to us in New Zealand why Jimmy Butler is such a unique character and why his peers kind of look at him like he's some sort of animal. (laughs) I love that description, first of all. Um, Second of all... um, in this world of sort of like, not to get like all like, what's the problem with Gen Z, but like, you know, in this world of sort of like everybody gets a trophy and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, young players coming into the league and just complaining to officials like every single time they get a chance, like they, like they, like they rear ended their car, you know, like they, it's just like, I think Jimmy Butler just stands out because he just doesn't really do those things, right? You don't really see him complaining to the officials. You don't really see him being nice, like in this league where players are so nice to each other, opponents are so exchanging jerseys after games and stuff. And look, I have no problem with it, right? Like I'm not really old school in this approach, but in terms of your question of why Jimmy sticks out, that's why. He doesn't do any of that stuff. Like I don't really – when the Heat signed Kyle Lowry a couple years ago – I don't think that anybody knew that Jimmy Butler was friends with Kyle Lowry. You know, like it just kind of came up. It, it's like you don't really know who his friends are in the NBA other than his teammates. And even then, like in prior stops, Philadelphia, Minnesota, you're like, does he even like his teammates? Like you didn't even know. <laughs> so in, in this, in this, like it, 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 he just stands out in this kind of new NBA ecosystem. And he's aggressive. He's mean. He trash talks, but then sometimes he doesn't, and he just gets like really locked in. And somehow it's even more terrifying if you're an opponent <laughs> when he's not talking to you. Um, he just—he's he, old school, man. He—he he really is. Uh, he's in everything that he does. Uh, he works really hard. He backs everything up. He—he's confident in the way that he speaks, um, and uh, and in that way he stands out. And and he kind of. Um, imbues confidence into those around him right like you can't help but when you're around him kind of believe it like i just told you like i don't really feel good about the heat making a deep playoff run but talking to jimmy butler yesterday i was like these guys are going to win the freaking championship like they're going to go all the way (laughs) and and then you sort of settle back into reality and you're like yeah probably not but he kind of has that way about him and and uh like i said it's very unique he did set uh old school scary jimmy butler what about defensively what's the greatest matchup concern for the heat outside of trey young DeJounte Murray has given him problems uh, this year. Uh, the new new guard on the Atlanta Hawks, they signed him so that he could kind of be that other backcourt partner to Trey Young, who obviously struggled against the Heat in the playoffs last year. And, um, you know, I was looking at the film uh, yesterday morning and, and watching just specifically DeJounte Murray, and there's not a lot of guys in the NBA who can get the better of Bam Adebayo, like including guards, you know, like, but... DeJounte Murray would call up Bam Adebayo on a switch, get him one-on-one and and kind of blow by him and kind of give him a shimmy and a shake. He plays with a very unique kind of uh, kind of a slow, off-rhythm pace. And I think it takes defenders a while to adjust to that. And, you know, there's this is not a series. You don't really have time to adjust to it tonight, right? Like you have one game to figure it out. 
The Heat have obviously played the Hawks four times this year. They're in the same division. They're three and one against the Hawks this season. But the one game where the Hawks did win was the game that DeJounte Murray scored like 28 or 29 points or something like that. He went off, right? And so if he gets going, uh, then I think the Heat have some real problems. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. It, it feels like playoff-esque basketball down here. And let's, I just want to tack, before we let you go, Wes, I'd want to tack to one of Jimmy's former teams. We know Harry blew his way out of Minnesota. Since then, somehow the Timberwolves have continued to just be a sideshow. And the, the Rudy Gobert situation where they've mortgaged half their franchise on a guy who doesn't necessarily make sense the way modern basketball, NBA basketball was played. He might go all right for the breakers in the NBL. Um, and then he, he's punched his teammate in a huddle and now he's suspended probably in the one game where his fit was definitely needed against a big Lakers side. Is there any hope for Minnesota? Or is the bad juju just stacking up? Sure feels like the bad juju stacking up, right? Like this, this feels like a perfect way for this like first year of the Rudy Gobert experiment to end where it just completely just blows up in their face. They, you know, as much as they traded, I think people, you know, were very skeptical and rightly so when, when the trade first went down and it, it they barely got to saw him, see him and Carl Anthony Towns play together this year. They haven't been able to work out any chemistry. It's just been a very disappointing year considering, you know, how the, the big swing that they took uh, for them to just be in the playing tournament. I don't think that they planned on that, right? Like they wanted to, Get, they were they were here last year, right? And then they make that big trade, and they're still here. So definitely disappointing, and for them to kind of and it's just almost symbolic of how disappointing it's been that the prize catch ended up punching one of the more favorite teammates on the team uh, in the chest uh, during a game, and then they had to uh, kick him out at halftime and suspend him for this playing game. So he's not even be able to be a part of it. Um, but look, this is we've we've seen this in the NBA before. Um, you know, maybe nothing quite like this, but, you know, you think about Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole and the video coming out like that, or even this Heat team last year, Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam and Eric Spolster getting into it on the sideline. Like, this is this is tense times, you know, uh, in the NBA for everybody that's sort of involved in, in the playoffs. And so um, I think we, we tend to have a recency bias about this thing, and then stuff t- kind of blows over after a while. You've already got Kyle Anderson kind of coming out today already with not quite a joint statement, but saying like, you know, Rudy and I talked, we're ready to get, you know, move behind this. And I thought the Timberwolves did the right thing in suspending them and kind of setting the tone and saying, you know what, we don't care that it's a play-in game. We're going to set a culture here and we're going to stand by it and we're going to suspend you and we're going to do the right thing. And I actually think that that was the right move um, despite everything on the line. So um, was the Rudy Gobert trade, uh, a bad move for the Timberwolves. Does it look like a failure so far? Yes. Is that because he punched Kyle Anderson in the chest? Not necessarily. Uh, we'll see what happens in the offseason. But they've got, regardless of the punch or not, a lot of questions that they have to answer in the offseason. He he might go down to be one of those guys that has one of the strangest NBA careers of all time. Remember his podium situation at the start of COVID? Yep. And now and now he's at the center of this bizarre trade package, and now he's punched his teammate. He's just had a very strange existence in the NBA, Rudy Gobert. Wes, thank you so much for join, joining us. Um, oh, should I ask you who your finals pick is, or is that unfair? No, it's fair. Uh, I have I have to make picks. That's sort of the deal here. Um, Let's. I, I've been leaning more and more towards um, a rematch of two years ago, Milwaukee Phoenix. Fair enough, I get that. Milwaukee Phoenix, Giannis, 
KD, probably the two best players yep. in the game. I love it. Wes, great stuff, man. Go enjoy the game today. Uh, good luck to the Heat, and uh, we'll follow your work on Twitter. We appreciate you joining us uh, joining us this morning on ECNZ. Thanks, guys. Wes Goldberg-Kempe, talking hoops. It's that time of year. The NBA starts to heat up. And Miami, talk about heat. Um, honestly, you go out of uh, Israel Adesanya into NBA finals. Like, if you're over there at the moment on a bucket list, how, how good does <laughs> it get? Fit in a Pitbull concert? Well, and a, and a visit up the Trump Tower. What do you call that? He's actually not at Trump Tower, isn't it? Do they have a, one of those in Miami? Oh, they have a hotel, don't they? They have some type of hotel over there that he stays in. I actually forgot the name of it. Um, but yeah, people, like, honestly, the, it'll, you're just rolling out. Imagine all the celebrities in town just for the week. Oh, do you think is Izzy Adesanya still there? Is he? Is he come home? I I don't know. I no. Well, you wouldn't come straight home, would you? Oh. I can hundred percent imagining imagine him this morning go put up on the jumbotron courtside. Like if you're yeah. the Heat, yeah, he's the he'll hottest ticket t- 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 in t- town. Tip on, wouldn't he? He'd be doing the first yeah. tip on, like shooting from halfway for a, I don't know, a car, a pallet, a pallet, another Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> mate, it's those big black, big black cabs that they drive around. Escalates, over here. yeah, escalate, <laughs> is it? Oh, mate, um, imagine every one of them over here. Bigger yeah, than a Kenworth. We'll get- bigger than a Kenworth. Uh, we, we could get we could get Joe to drive us to Cambridge in one. That'd be handy. Nineteen ne- minutes again. past. <laughs> you don't even remember it, mate. Nineteen minutes past seven o'clock.